You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer. You can find me on Instagram at TripAdvice, as well as Twitter at TripAdvice. And you can find me on TikTok at TripAdvice. We'll put the link in the show notes if you ever decide you want to check out some of my other content there or DM me and say hello. So I always like to hear from guys who are listening to the podcast. On today's episode, I want to talk about what to do when it's really cold outside and you want to meet a woman. So this was inspired by a voicemail that came in from a nice gentleman named Ivan. You can also leave a voicemail, 323-432-0025. We'll put that in the show notes as well. And you can call in and you can leave a voicemail and ask a question or just say hello. I like to listen to those. And he asked, which you'll see in a bit, you know, how do you, in more detail, but he basically asked, how do you approach women when it's cold outside? How do you do this in the wintertime? And it's interesting because I forget that it's winter. And yes, that's right. I'm about to show off and maybe piss you off a little bit because I'm in Mexico in Tulum where every day it's like sunny and 85 degrees. But let me tell you something about that real quick. It's interesting. I've been here for six weeks. And yes, the weather is incredible. And you just want to go outside every single day. It's wonderful. You know what's interesting about the human condition? We adapt to things so fast. We adapt so fast that you have to consistently remind yourself about how much gratitude you should have in situations where you have a lot of great things going on. Now, I could say the opposite as well. When things aren't going so well, you kind of adapt to that too. We adapt. Don't worry, there's a lesson in this. I'm not just going to talk about the weather. We adapt very fast. About a month in, which is not too long, here in Mexico, yeah, I was a little grateful, but I didn't think too much of it. It's like, oh yeah, another day. It's sunny, it's beautiful, it's warm. I can go outside, it's great. So I had to really, I had to pick up my phone and look at the weather app and check the weather in places that I would probably be otherwise, just to remind myself to be grateful for what I have. I don't do the the journaling tip that's a really popular personal development tool, wellness tool. I, I don't do it. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Maybe I, I should start where you know you wake up every morning and you list five things you're grateful for. I know Megan does that on a consistent basis. And it's good to remind yourself of, hey, that's right. There's all these other things that are are going really well. But beyond the idea of gratitude, adaptation. Think about this for a second. When things are great, it starts to become normal. When things are hard, it starts to become normal. So let's talk about approaching women for a second. Right now, for a lot of guys who are listening, especially to this episode, because it's about talking to girls and approaching, it's probably very hard for you. And I get it. 
It's hard because it's new. It's hard because it's outside of your comfort zone. But you know what happens when you get out of your comfort zone? Your comfort zone starts to expand. So that's interesting. And I never really hear people talk about it that way. Your comfort zone, when you're born, let's say, is like a tiny pebble, right? Everything is crazy. You're being born, you're starting to understand consciousness and emotions. And as you grow older, you have challenges and experience new things all the way into elementary school and high school. And then adulthood, there's a lot of escaping your comfort zone. You're forced to do it. You have to do it. But then, well, I can say this for high school too, but we'll just say for adult years, you you have more choices about whether or not to leave your comfort zone. So let's say by the time you are 22 years old, your comfort zone is is metaphorically like the size of uh, of a baseball. And then every time you decide to do something new and challenge yourself and exit your comfort zone, your comfort zone expands, which is good, by the way. We want your comfort zone to expand because that means the bigger that it is, the more things that you've challenged yourself to do. But when it's really small, that means you probably haven't conquered enough. And it's interesting, right? Because I could say this too, but why, why even bother? What's the point? Why do we want to even escape our comfort zone, try new things, do things that are hard? Because the bigger your comfort zone becomes, the more fulfilling your life becomes, the more self-esteem you build, the happier you become. You're just a fulfilled, happy person because you've constantly done things that you're proud of. I know myself, okay? I know myself. I've, I've done a fair share on, of my life and dabbling in euphoric experiences. And I'll say, as much as I've tried a lot of things, and I'm not just saying this, I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this, okay? Dead serious. The most best fulfilling euphoric feeling I ever, I've ever have ever is when I have a day that's really productive. That is the best. Oh my gosh. It's the best. And you don't really even come down from it, maybe a little bit over time, but it just feels so good to have accomplished something, to do things that you don't necessarily want to do and you get a little lazy and productivity, trying new things, doing things that are hard, constantly pushing yourself, the ultimate fulfillment. It's amazing. So what does this have to do with kind of the earlier talk I was saying about adapting and adaptation. Well, that's the thing is once we do something that's hard, it becomes kind of normal, which is fine. That's good. But you always want to be challenging yourself. You always want to be escaping your comfort zone, at least on a yearly basis. Maybe not every single day. That can make your life a little intense and spike your cortisol (laughs) quite a bit. But it's good to be challenging yourself and doing new things. Something I'm doing and have been doing past week or so is something called the Wim Hof Method. Maybe you've heard about it, and I love sharing with you some of the different things that I like to try. I know I told you a couple weeks ago that I tried a three-day fast. I'm always playing with different things in terms of comfort zone and always pushing myself. And so I've been doing this thing called the Wim Hof Method. You can check it out for yourself. It's interesting. I'm a little skeptical supposedly 
There's been some studies that have shown it can be really good for how you handle stress, and it can be really good for uh, lung capacity. There's also some studies that have shown to be inconclusive, but a lot of people really like this guy, Wim Hof, and he's got a big following, let's say. So people really like him and and swear by his practices. So been trying that out, the breathing techniques. He has other techniques about cold showers and things like that, which I might be trying soon. And it's been interesting doing it because it's another example of getting outside your comfort zone and adaptability. So what happens is you do this breathing exercise where you breathe in and out. You kind of like hyperventilate in a way. And you do it for anywhere from 35 to 60 times, right? So that takes you like a couple minutes. Uh, no pauses. And then after about 35 times, after your last breath out, you then hold. And then you try to hold for as long as you can. And you don't try to force it, but you hold it. And each time you try this, because you do this in rounds, what ends up happening is you end up getting better and better every single time. So what happens is your lung capacity starts to increase. And I'll just say when I started it a couple days ago, the very first time I held my breath, I went for a minute and six seconds. And that was at the point where I was like, I can't, I need like emergency. Your brain goes emergency. You need to breathe. Now, after just doing it a couple days, I hit a minute 40, which is pretty crazy. That's almost doubling the amount of time I was able to hold my breath. Just another example of learning how to escape your comfort zone, which then grows your comfort zone. And you start to feel better, feel more fulfilled. In a weird way, this is kind of like a meta example because it's supposed to be good for you. And also you feel good because you've done something that was hard. And so, okay, I know you're thinking, trips on one of those tangents again. What's, what does this have to do with anything? Well, hopefully you learned something about your comfort zone and adaptability. But now let's talk about how to talk to girls when it's freezing cold outside. And I'm going to start this off with a voicemail because this is where the idea came from to talk about this today. And we will answer the question. Hi, Trip. My name is Ivan. I'm a fan of the podcast. You know, your advice is on point. I have uh, just one question when it comes to cold approaching. I live in Chicago. I'm, I really don't like the idea of bar hopping out here in the winter since we're in February now. And I still want to just hook up with girls, you know, any attractive girl that I see. What can I say to a girl instead of just, is there something that I, are there things that I can say so that that way I can, we can just, you know, do like a Netflix and chill, you know, like during a cold approach, like could something like that be brought up because, you know, I'm just not really trying to like be in a bar or anything like that at the moment for now, you know, I'm still doing approaches, you know, I'm curious to know if there's a way of skipping, you know, like mental man, not beat around the bush and just go directly for what I want, which is just, you know, either 
friends with benefits or, and just Netflix and chill, chill pretty much. But, uh, yeah, let me know if you have any advice for me. I'll definitely be listening to the podcast and yeah, hope you hear this and yeah, I'd love to get your insight. Thank you. Okay. So it's a two part question. Part of it talking about the idea of meeting women during the cold, but I understand that another big part of this is how do you skip all of the kind of dating stuff and get what you might want, which is not to get a girlfriend, but have casual sex. So let's talk about all that. First, I want to focus on what do you need to do to approach women and talk to them outside? Because depending on where you live, unless you live in near the equator, which I know a lot of my listeners do, but I feel like most of them don't. And so you're dealing with cold weather. Do you hibernate? Do you just do online dating? You can. You can do that. I think it's a bad idea because I think you're missing out on a lot of great opportunities. You know, again, being from Chicago and Ivan, you're from Chicago as well. That's like six to seven months out of the year. What are you going to do? Just not approach? Well, you could, but that's what? Staying inside your comfort zone. So the, the approach during cold, during warm, any season, it doesn't change. Obviously, if it's cold outside, it might be a little quicker. But sometimes the quick approach is the best approach to do anyway. When we're coaching clients over here in the TripAdvice coaching program, we do have them try and test out a lot of quick approaches where you're not talking to them for that long, where you go up and you say a couple of really boring type questions and then get a number. And that works because you're just showing your behavior, your personality, your comfortability, your charisma. And that doesn't need to be done by a lot of interesting, fun, verbal uh, chat and ch- chit chat, right? So it's really totally fine if it's cold outside to go up and do a quick approach. It's okay. I don't want you guys thinking too much about how to approach differently because it's cold, it's warm, she's wearing this, she's looking like this, she's with one friend, two friends, three friends, four friends, she's at a coffee shop, she's at a grocery store, she's walking, she's running, she's jogging, she's sitting, she's standing, she's at a bar. I understand that a lot of these can be very different, but the approach is the same. You go up, you do a direct approach, And I mean direct in a few ways. One, when she's standing over there or walking or whatever, imagine you're drawing a line from A to B. You're A, she's B. What's the quickest way? Straight line. Go up to her. Excuse me. Sorry. Hold on one second. If she's walking, get her attention. Get her to stop. Hey, two seconds. I wanted to come over and say hi. Get chit-chatting and grab a number. And you will get rejected when it's cold. You'll get rejected when it's warm. It's just part of the game. But here's a little tip, a very obvious one (laughs) for all those guys who still want to talk to women and do cold approach, no pun intended, when it's cold outside, do it inside. So when I would go out and do approaches, I would just find indoor places. And we coach our students to go to indoor places. 
doesn't mean you can't do it outside. You totally can. Maybe when it's like five degrees out, you know, there's going to be some of those days that are insanely cold. You're going to want to find those indoor spots. In Chicago specifically, there is a mall. It's called Water Tower. It's connected to the Hancock Building. It's like right there. And you go inside and it's multiple floors of women shopping. And you can do approaches. And it's fantastic. So where are the places that you can go to approach women? Hey, maybe you got to go and stop by Whole Foods or Target and pick up something real quick. Well, stick around the next 10 minutes. Walk down the aisles. See a cute girl. Do an approach. So in those really, really cold times, you got to just work a little bit harder. Take you about 10 minutes tops. Think about where you can go that's warm and go approach. That's why I do recommend going to bars, lounges, cocktail bars, clubs, when it's cold out, because at least that gives you a time to be able to meet women when you know women are going to be indoors. So there's daytime stuff, there's nighttime stuff. You have lots of opportunities. And to exit your comfort zone, bundle up a little bit. It might be 20, 30 degrees out, but you can still approach women and talk to them and get their number. I coached a guy a couple years ago. He will remain anonymous as all of our clients do, but I will say that he lived in a city that was very cold and we held him accountable to go out and approach women. And in, what was it? He worked with us for several months. I think it was maybe month two. He approached a girl when it was really cold outside. I think it was around like February, March, something like that. And by the way, it was one of those very cold days. I'm not just talking about like 30 degrees. It was like in the teens. And he approached a girl. And the last time I heard, they became boyfriend and girlfriend. They ended up moving in together. I wouldn't be surprised if they're married by now. I should probably check in and see how he's doing. So if he can do it, you can do it. It's kind of like when, uh, forgive my lack of history here, but there was a time when the mile that was, that was ran clocked in at a, at a certain amount of time and no one could, can beat the, the world record for the fastest mile, something like this. And then someone did. And then you know what happened after that? A bunch of people started to do the same thing. Sometimes when we see our potential, it forces us and pushes us and makes us realize, wait, we can do that too. And I'm not lying about that story. I'm not just saying that to pump you up. That is a true story of our client who got a girlfriend doing a a freezing cold, cold approach. So hopefully that motivates you that you can do the same thing. Okay, now, I want you to keep all that in mind. Let's move on to the next part of the question. When it comes to, well, what if you just want to Netflix and chill? What if you, you know, you don't want to be doing the whole date relationship thing? You just want to kind of fast forward and have her come to your place. So you have to understand, first of all, all those things are possible. We'll get to that 
shortly, but you have to understand before we get into the, the techniques and the how-to here, is that women and men are not the same. They think differently. They act differently. They have different needs. They have different wants. So when it comes to attraction, you have to understand that women are like a dial, not a light switch. They don't become turned on as fast as men. A man could walk around a city and point out 15 girls in about 10 minutes that he would probably sleep with if he had the chance. Women might go, oh, that guy's attractive, that guy's attractive. She might think someone's attractive. And she might even think, oh, I would sleep with that guy. But here's the difference too. First of all, women don't normally do that. But in those cases that they do, there's still a barrier to entry. Because as a guy, you know this, you see a girl if you, and you, you were physically attracted to her and you had an easy chance to sleep with her, nine times out of 10, you'd probably do it, right? You probably would. Just let's assume that she's not crazy or harmful and she is a woman, you know, all those things. And you had the chance, you'd probably do it pretty fast. A woman, on the other hand, she might say that, oh, wow, that guy's hot, whatever, I would sleep with this guy. No, she would not. She would still need context. I talk about this quite a bit on the podcast. Context. She still would need to see his behaviors. She still would need to see if this guy has confidence, social skills. So she'll say, oh yeah, look at that guy. He's hot. I'll sleep with him. Only if and if he has some other traits, which she maybe doesn't say. So there's a difference here. Meaning, women take longer to decide if they're going to sleep with a guy. And they're also less now, but still so, shamed in society for sleeping with men when they have a high body count. And also, they are shamed for sleeping with men too fast. So she's got society on her back. She's got her primal desires on her back and what makes up her evolutionary biology. So she's going to take more time. There's always exceptions. Sometimes it can happen very, very fast. But most of the time, it takes a minute. (laughs) Many of literal minutes, at least a date. Okay. Yeah, you can sleep with a woman on a, on a first date. Absolutely happens all the time. But think about a date. That's several hours, right? Now you can also take a girl home one night from a bar. Hey, you can do it from an approach during the day when it's freezing cold out. But you're not going to do it within five minutes, 10 minutes. There needs to be some time spent together. It's interesting. I think back in, in the pickup days when I would learn stuff on pickup and mystery, famous pickup artists would talk about how you would need about seven hours on average with the woman. They do not need to be consecutive, just seven hours spent before she's going to feel comfortable sleeping with you. Now, I don't know. I've never really tested out hours and minutes, but it just still brings up the point that it takes time. Women are a dial. Men are a light switch. So not saying you can't Netflix and chill, not saying you can create a casual relationship or a friends with benefits. You absolutely can. It just might take a little bit. And every woman's going to be a little bit different. And the way that she's attracted to you is going to be different. So 
that can happen fast. It cannot happen at all, or it can take a little while. I've found that the longer it takes for a woman to want to sleep with you, the harder it is to create a friends with benefits situation because she's probably not interested in that. So if it's taking several, several dates, that's, you know, most likely not going to be the case with this specific woman. So to answer your question, Ivan, now that we've gone over some of the basics, it's really about meeting a woman wherever, just doesn't matter where it is, and spending some time with her and then bringing her back to your place. But it all depends on when that could be, right? So maybe you go and do a cold, cold approach. Maybe you go on an instant date. You guys grab some coffee. Maybe it ends up back to your place or maybe not. Maybe you end up doing a cold approach, you get her number. Again, cold, whether it's actually physically cold out or at a bar, wherever. And you get her number and then you set up a date and then you guys go on a date and then she comes back to your place. Now, the techniques involved, it's, it doesn't have to be explained to an insane degree. We can help you with that in our coaching program. We have guys create friends with benefits and sleep with women they want all the time. So if you want very custom advice to you, we can do that for you. But to just give you a brief overview, to make this simple for you, it's really all about creating the connection, whether it's on that first approach or it's on the date, having some sort of reason to go to the, let's call it sex location. And then from there, planting a kiss and escalating, and of course, always asking for consent and not doing anything that's going to make her feel uncomfortable. I used to think there was so much more rocket science to it, but it's not. It's just logistics. It's just logistics and compliance. If she's attracted to you and you continue to ask for compliance, meaning she complies to your requests, hey, let's go over here and grab a drink. Hey, let's go. Let's, let's grab a date. Let's go here. Hey, let's grab a drink here or going to kiss her, she's complying, and continuously moving up that escalation ladder, so to speak, and then having a place where you guys can actually get physical, then it will happen. And then further down the line, in order to create a friends with benefits scenario, you just don't want to be going and taking her on many romantic dates. Sure, one date and grabbing a drink is something, But if you're doing this thing where you're taking her out to beautiful dinners and and getting to really know each other and doing the kind of normal courtship process, this is not going to be the way you're going to communicate to her. This is a friends with benefits scenarios. It's got to be looser than that. You should only be inviting her over to your place. You should not be doing a lot of get to know you deep questions, non-negotiable kind of work. Because if you do, again, you're giving her the wrong impression. Here would be a good time to mention that we are accepting applications into the TripAdvice coaching program. So if anything I said here today is complicated, you want to learn more, you want to become an expert or master this, or you feel that you just don't want to do it on your own, which I don't believe you should because it can take a lot longer, then apply today to work with us. Go to tripadvicecoaching.com tripadvicecoaching.com. There you can apply. I know it sounds funny, apply. You don't have to apply when, you know, you just 
invest or, or, or buy something, why is there an application process? Well, because this is coaching in a very specific area, we can't help everyone because we have learned over the years that people have different issues. People are not necessarily coachable. They're not really ready to put in the work. Not that it's a lot of work. To be honest, it's less work than if you were doing it on your own, but it's still work. It's still action that needs to be taken. And we want to work with people who are willing to put in that action, who say, yes, I'm committed. Because if you're not, it just doesn't work for you. But if you really want results, we can get you results. We do it every single week here, and we can absolutely help you too. TripAdvicecoaching.com. Now, we're talking about and have talked about cold approaching as well as how to set up that scenario where it's a Netflix and chill casual situation. I want you to make a plan for yourself in your city, in your town, in a nearby town. Where can you approach? What are the places? What are the locations? What's holding you back from pushing yourself to leave even though it's cold outside? Why are you not taking the extra steps necessary to expand your comfort zone, like I'm always trying to push you to do, so that you can live this more fulfilled life? And I get it. Procrastination is euphoric in itself. I've done it. I still do it, you know, every month. Every month it happens to me. I've gotten better at it, but it definitely, I'm, I'm human, so it happens. And there's euphoria in it because you think, okay, like it, um, I have a term for this. It's like kind of like proactive procrastination. You know, there's, oh, I just don't feel like doing anything. You're stressed out. You're like, I don't know. I'll do it later. I'll figure it out. There's not much euphoria in that. You're just a little bit stressed. But when you're an expert procrastinator, like I was absolutely in, in high school and college, you convince yourself, you go, you know what? Tomorrow is really free. I don't have anything going on tomorrow. I can do X, Y, and Z tomorrow, and I can work on it all day. And you say, yeah, perfect. So I can totally not do the thing now because there's a plan. And you feel good about it. You're like, great, I don't have to do shit right now. And there's a plan, so I know I'll do it later because I know I have to accomplish it, and I do want to accomplish whatever I need to do. And then what happens? Well, hopefully, hopefully, tomorrow comes and you say to yourself, well, I did say I was going to get it done today and I got to do it. And hopefully you do. But then it can get really bad. You say, for example, tomorrow I got a free day. It's not too cold. I'll do 10 approaches. It's going to be great. And then the day comes and all of a sudden, magically, out of nowhere, you end up having to do something else. Something else takes a place. You make an excuse. You don't do it. You know, same thing with what? Everything. Going to the gym, doing your work, creating your side hustle. It's really easy. Or, or even the worst, and I'm guilty of this. I think this is the type of procrastination I do sometimes is sometimes you actually do other work instead of certain work. So you're not sitting around watching TV 
or hanging out, but you're doing other busy work that, let's be honest, that could be done anytime, but you've consumed yourself with it so you don't have to do the harder work, the work that's a little bit more daunting, that's not as fun or maybe harder to start. So you've convinced yourself, right? Don't do that. Don't do that. It's bad. It's bad, bad, bad. Here's a little quick tip about procrastination now that we're on the topic of it. The best tip I've ever gotten and anecdotally has worked for me. I think it's from Mel Robbins who says the five second rule. There's also uh, an ebook I read like 10 years ago. It's called The One Push-Up Method. Kind of the same idea. Just do anything real quick. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Do a push-up. You know what happens? That one push-up leads to more push-ups if you're trying to work out, so to speak. Let's say maybe you want to go outside and approach women. Just get up. Just get up. Start putting on clothes and just walk outside. Five, four, three, two, one, just go. First woman you see, just go and say hi, talk to her, approach. Or if it's a guy, ask the time. Motion creates more motion, momentum. That's what we want. And you know what happens? Nine times out of 10, I would say 9.9 times out of 10, you do the thing and you realize, man, I could have just started this hours ago. I could have done this yesterday. It's never as hard as it seems. Because now you're in it. You're in flow. And in order to get into the flow state, you just got to take baby steps to start there. So jam-packed of lessons today. I hope this was helpful for you. If you need more help, you know where to go. TripAdvicecoaching.com. Let us work with you. We have one-on-one programs to make sure you get results in your dating life. Guys are getting girlfriends. They're hooking up with girls, going on dates with girls all the time. And if you want, you can say hi on Instagram, at TripAdvice. You can follow on TikTok, at TripAdvice, Twitter, at TripAdvice. Becoming a lot more creative lately and producing a lot more content on some of those platforms if you want to check it out if you want to listen to the podcast and that's good for you well great i'll be here every week twice a week currently mondays and thursdays and i can't wait to talk to you next time this was fun for me hope it was for you see ya